Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. So glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Thursday, September 3rd, 2020, and might be a little bit of a shorter episode today. We don't have tons and tons to get to, but a couple things. But of course, let's start the show off, of course, with a little bit of housekeeping. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can find that link down in the show notes. Become one of our patrons who gets exclusive access to our uh, patron-only Discord, which we love having conversations with you guys over there. Uh, we have a great group of people just always having a good time. So if you want access to that, you can help support the show and find that link in the show notes and get early access to our patron-only podcast and even have your shot at being a guest on next month's show. So again, you can find all the details down in the show notes. Now, I, <laughs> I hate to bring it up again because I've been bringing it up so much, but I've now played more than halfway through Marvel's Avengers, and I'm just going to say... The campaign continues to keep pulling me in and just a couple things. Number one, Thor is freaking awesome. Two, Black Widow feels much better in the game than she did, I think, in the beta. I don't know what they did, but she is just a badass uh, in the game. Three, the story just continues to be awesome. I love the way the story is laid out. I promise you, if anything, if the multiplayer took you away from the game, at least get in there and check out the campaign because I think a lot of people would enjoy it. There is just, especially if you're a Marvel fan, there is a lot in there, places you go, things you see, all the little nuggets, they're just, they're awesome, awesome to see. At some point, even if you don't jump in here in the beginning, it's one of those games, like I said before, that you know they're going to print so many copies of this game. Come Black Friday, come the holiday season when this thing goes on sale, at least get it for the campaign, I promise you. You're not going to be disappointed with it. And then also, I think we're going to do a spoiler cast because there's a lot to the story, like I said, and I want to get some folks on the show uh, to go through the story. So I'm probably going to be reaching out to some of our patrons. So for those of you that are playing right now, maybe we can do that uh, maybe in a week or two once everybody's kind of gotten through it. If it takes longer, we'll, we'll take what we need uh, and then maybe even get to some other folks because I really want to go through this story because there's a lot of things in here uh, that would definitely be deemed spoiler characters you see, things like that, places you go. Um, so I don't want any of that to be spoiled for people that don't play the game. So just just be on the lookout for that. At some point, we're going to be doing a uh, spoiler cast for Marvel's Avengers because the campaign is just great. Absolutely love it. But let's get on to some of the stories here today. Like I said, not a ton going on, but a couple things I did want to bring up. Number one, The Mandalorian, folks. The Mandalorian, we now have a release date of October 30th. That's right. Disney announced this on Twitter today. Of course, it was even on the Star Wars Twitter feed that The Mandalorian is coming out October 30th. As far as we know, it's still going to continue to be that weekly release schedule. So it's not going to be, you know, kind of the big dump, which I think is great. I mean, that was one of the best things I think that The Mandalorian proved by doing it that way of just how great those water cooler conversations are, right? On those days where everybody's watching the same thing. Social media is alight with everybody tweeting out pictures and images and all of that. I mean, I, I said it before when, when we were going through season one that I loved getting up early on Friday mornings, getting my coffee and just like planting myself in front of my TV, just watching new Star Wars, like it was just exciting, there was something about it, and you know, I can't wait when we get to do that with the Marvel shows, I mean, unfortunately, uh, the first one was going to be what, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it was supposed to be out by this point, it was going to be this summer, uh, but due to the pandemic, of course, there were some production delays, they were unable to get it out, so it's kind of funny, like, here Disney Plus, we were promised all these shows that were going to be coming, and I'm, I'm 
because of the pandemic now, we basically are getting the next thing we're getting like this is actually the season two of The Mandalorian. We're not getting any other series yet because everything was delayed. Um, I'm really interested to see where the story goes. Obviously, the race to for people to find the child is going to continue in the season. We were introduced to a great villain, um, you know, who has that dark blade, which is just awesome. I think pulling that in from um, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, lots of good things I think are going to happen this season. And uh, I mean, it was funny, like that the season was going and we already saw they were shoot, like filming the season. So a lot of it, I'm sure it was already shot. Um, and that's probably where they had the leg up over the Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. They at least had, I'm sure, a lot of stuff in the can that they were able to just kind of go and edit throughout this pandemic. And um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the season goes. But, you know, you think like, what else do we have coming? We have uh, the Cassian Andor series right from uh cassian from rogue one that's going to be coming at some point we have ewan mcgregor's obi-wan kenobi series uh which god i mean who knows when that's going to come out i would assume the cassian one will be the the next star wars show to drop before we get obi-wan i I would assume obi-wan's probably just maybe getting written right now kind of going through that process kind of figuring where that story arc is going to be um but um you know i don't know mandalorian i'm super stoked october 30th i will be there day one for sure you know, another Star Wars thing that I had uh, for, kind of somewhat forgotten about because the hype really wasn't there. And I think part of that was um, just because of this delay was Star Wars The High Republic. Remember, this is kind of that that new era of Star Wars that's going into, you know, the the um, written word medium, if you want to say. They're bringing out books and novels and, gra- and graphic novels and young adult novels and things like that um, was actually delayed to January. So now we're not getting any High Republic content um, until January, I guess January 5th. They're actually going to be releasing two books. There's going to be the uh, the Star Wars, The High Republic, Light of the Jedi, which was going to be that original book uh, that was going to be coming out. And then uh, Justina Ireland's middle grave novel, Star Wars, The High Republic, A Test of Courage, are both coming out that day. And then Claudia Gray has one coming out. Uh, I guess the young adult book, Star Wars, The High Republic, Into the Dark, being moved to February 2nd. Um, so, you know, we would have already, I think, had Light of the Jedi, I think would have already been out. There was actually a small little excerpt I had read that I think IGN got a preview of it, uh, but that was pretty much it. Now, if you go to StarWars.com and check out The High Republic, they have a lot of different articles over there now. Uh, they have a whole thing on Yoda right now. You can kind of get your first look at Yoda within The High Republic, which I think is kind of neat now that they are pulling him into that. Um, so if you're looking at that and, and, you know, I do plan to kind of keep up with that because I, you know, I think it, it's cool when you have a new thing of Star Wars, kind of like we had with Force Awakens, you're, you're learning all these new characters. And I think even this is going to be something I talk about those water cooler moments, even though it's going to be a little bit of a slower burn for folks with High Republic, but people having to get through the books, you know, you're not just spending 30 minutes watching a television series or listening to a podcast or something like that. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, a, a fun time of people online speculating. And who knows? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be podcasts and all that that kind of rise up uh, from this. And and it wouldn't surprise me if we start seeing some of these characters bleed into some of the video games. And, and it wouldn't surprise me either if we start getting little Easter eggs for them uh, kind of thrown into some of these uh, Disney Plus shows. Even though I think they did confirm that there currently is no live action thing, let's say, in the works. There's no way they're going to create a whole new era of Star Wars and not put something like that into into reality right um so i don't know we will see where the high republic goes uh now as of today as of this recording you can now go watch the three episode premiere of ridley scott's raised by wolves on hbo max if you remember this is the show where it's essentially two androids 
uh, a mom and a dad that are being tasked with raising these human children on just a mysterious planet. And this is all after the Earth was completely destroyed, I guess, by some sort of war. Uh, the trailers make it show that there's some sort of threat that's to them. There's even religious differences amongst the communities. And uh, these these androids now basically have to kind of raise these humans. And you almost wonder, like, if humans had to do something like this and we had to broaden ourselves out to the galaxy and to the universe, like, how would you even go about possibly programming an android to raise a human the same way that a human would? Like, are you able to program into them love and all of that and i think that's kind of what the show is going to go on like what what type of humans will these children become will they be cold have cold hearts of steel like an android would you know or would they be able to show empathy i don't know and i think that's where the show is going to be excited i'm going to try to today get through at least the first episode um i might have some time to be able to do that a little bit later today and uh, maybe talk about that tomorrow a little bit because it is a show that i'm very very intrigued by uh the idea that ridley scott this is his first uh i, I believe um uh television series i think they said the first show he's ever doing for television and uh, I think it's cool they're doing kind of the, the premiere and then slowly trickle the episodes out. Again, what we just talked about, kind of those water cooler moments where everybody's going to be able to kind of keep caught up with this show as it goes on. And, and if you're into sci-fi, I think this show is going to be for you. It looks just really has sci-fi infused throughout the whole series. Um, but again, that's on HBO Max. So you do have to have HBO or, or have a subscription to that. Um, so it isn't just on HBO. It's it's on their uh, streaming service. But uh, pretty cool if we start getting kind of more series like this, th- these more epic scale series brought to the streaming service. But uh, go check it out. I'm definitely going to try to get in and check out at least that first episode a little bit later today. And finally today, guys, like I said, kind of a short episode today. Not a lot really on my radar that I was I was checking out, things that I thought we would maybe be into. Uh, and that is, I don't know if you caught this yesterday. I happened to be off of work yesterday. I was kind of just going through my Twitter feed and saw... The magician David Blaine decided to pull off this like up. And when I say up, I mean Pixar's up moment where he strapped himself to 52 helium filled weather balloons. And uh, I mean, he made it appear as if he was holding on to him like he was, you know, floating like Mary Poppins going up into the air. He was Mary Poppins, y'all. Um, and he flo- floated up into the, into the sky. And uh, he was only, I guess, planning to go about 18,000 feet. He ended up getting up to 24,900 feet. If you watch this, it is insane. I mean, I, I don't even know how he wasn't completely terrified. I mean, he's David Blaine, so I mean, this guy's done things that are just nuts as it is to begin with. Uh, I guess he wanted to kind of fly over uh, uh, the Hudson River and go through like New York and New City and Jersey and all that. That didn't happen. He ended up, I think, having to go over to Nevada. So they made him basically go out to the desert and do this. Uh, But I guess he's been working on it for 10 years. So he's been, uh, I guess he had to go get his uh, hot air balloon license. Um, What else did he have to do? He had to uh, jump out of a plane over 500 times, kind of learned to um, skydive. Because in the end, that's what happened. He got all the way up there basically set himself free and parachuted down uh he had to learn even how to read like the wind patterns and things like that so he, a lot of work went into him being able to do this uh but when he got up there it was definitely freezing i mean that was the first thing i thought of. i was like man it had to be freezing up there like cold i mean hey i learned that from the iron man movies right when iron man goes up high and his, his suit gets all covered in ice you gotta break it uh but no i mean obviously it's very cold up in the atmosphere um, they even said he even had some hypoxia because there is less oxygen up there. And, you know, if you're only expecting to go 18,000 feet, 24,000, you probably think, oh, what's well, another 6,000? It's a lot. 
So he was, you know, getting very just tired and not feeling very well while he was up there. So finally he was like, I got to get off this thing. Um, hit the, the strap, took a, took a plunge down and landed safely. And, uh, there you go. David Blaine, you know, he is the old man from up, even though he's 47 years old, he's not, not that old. Uh, but a uh, very interesting thing. If you can go check it out, the video is pretty wild. It, it uh, we actually kind of came in on the tail end of it and then kind of rewound it back just to kind of see, uh, kind of the whole process of him going up in the air. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy to watch this. I think it was called David Blaine's Ascension. So I'm sure just search David Blaine on YouTube and I'm sure it'll be the first thing that comes up. Uh, he even has a, his own YouTube channel. So I'm, I'm, that's, I think, where we ended up catching it uh, when it was on there. So uh, it was kind of like where that guy like went all the way up and just jumped. Remember that guy was in like orbit practically, the, the space balloon that went up? I think that was for Red Bull that he did that. It's like some of these people, man, it's just crazy doing things like that. It's... Uh, they're they're much more uh i don't know extreme i think than anything i would ever think of doing i mean hell i run a spartan race or a tough motor race and think that's extreme man this is uh you're, you're flying up to twenty four thousand feet actually did you see i saw a story too this was trending on twitter i think at lax two nights ago there was a, a plane that was coming in for a landing they were like three thousand or six thousand feet up and they said a guy in a jetpack flew by him so i saw like tony stark was trending on twitter and i was like oh what's this and i clicked it sure enough yeah they, they said they saw a guy in a jetpack fly by him don't know what the deal is with that. Don't know if it's David Blaine practicing. Don't know if Tony Stark is real. What is happening there? That was just a crazy, uh, <laughs> crazy story I saw on the net. Hey, I'm not passing around conspiracy theories, but you know, Tony, if you're out there, man, come on, let's let's get an interview here on the show. I'd love to love to chat with you about your Mark One. Uh, which is just a, a jetpack. But all right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, we got one more day this week on Friday. Hopefully, we'll get some good stories today. Like I said, today was a little bit light. Not a lot really going on that I could see other than I could sit here and gush over Avengers more. But I know you guys don't want to hear that from me, so I'm not going to do that. We're going to save that for another time uh, when we can get some people on and get some some spoilerific podcast action going on over Marvel's Avengers. Actually, tomorrow it'll be available for everyone. So if you didn't go in early... Uh, it's going to be available for everyone. I'm, I'm definitely interested to see the response the game starts getting now as more people jump in and start playing through it. Uh, but all right, everybody. Well, thank you here for tuning in as always. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And, of course, you can email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a good day, and we'll catch you next time.